up, folks? Welcome to another week of the Black Business Show. Sincere host, Mike Marlon of the line. And, uh, hey, man, it's been a pretty cool week. And, uh, hey, man, I, let's just get right to the point. I just want to give some shouts out to our listeners, man, who not only are they getting the word out there, sharing the episode, but they're constantly helping those who have their craniums stuck in the annals of history there, in the dark places, the people who don't support the show. But these people take the time out to support the show, man. I just want to, I just want to start off by saying a big thank you to people who are using that coupon code LLA on both of our websites. You know, people like Adrian Deck, uh, Kevin Hughes, who's, like, I mean, a big customer of ours. Uh, right. Zachary Zanor, I hope I said your last name right, or Zinner. And um, also Fred Hartman, Corbin Thomas, and Mitzak, Marcella Kinsella, who's also their Patreon supporters. All of them, man. You know, I just want to start the show off by saying thank you guys before we get into anything else. Thank you. Yeah, and I've got a... Got a, got a whole list of people using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off the best nutrition supplements out there and supporting the show as well. We got Sean McDowell. We got Peter Andrzejczyk, Stefan Tucker, Jason Guy, Christopher Fleming, Sebastian Robertson, Mark Hannington. Mark's a great guy. He's, he actually came to my first workshop in LA, so this guy has followed me for a long time and big fan of the show. Dan, Don Lloyd, Patrick Moran. That's not Moron. Moron. <laughs> Dan Williams, Aaron Schmidt, Benjamin Hunt, Neil Evans, and Frederick Bernard. Thank you for using that coupon code LLA. You guys are great. And, yeah, it's all about gratification this time. So we're not going to slam all of you guys who are not supporting the show. We're going to keep the focus on the people who are. Yeah, Isn't that fair? Make it happen. So you can become <laughs> one of those people that make it happen. Just go over both our websites. Go to newwarriortraining.com. Go to mikemahler.com. Use that coupon code LLA. Get 10% off all of our products on it that you can purchase. And also you can head over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast and become a monthly supporter of the show. And third but not least, head over to any place where you listen to the show. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of those things. You can go over there, rate us, review us, share the episode on any social media that you use. All right? So now that we've taken care of that, man, let's let's get to our, our guest who's over on the 410, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually at Sunset Cliffs. I'm like, jeez. I'm at the ocean. Like, oh, okay. Don't rub ocean. it in, man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't ask you all that now. He's like, yeah, up in the not ocean. Not the freeway. <laughs> Yeah, we got that familiar voice is Steve Cotter. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff today. I mean, we're going to talk about whether V, the 1980s series, is actually a true story. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about is the first lady a man, and we're going to get into some other funny conspiracy theories. Or is she one <laughs> uh, of the lizard people? You know? <laughs> uh, just kidding. So Steve, has, Steve has made some interesting changes in his life, and he wanted to come on the show and just talk about what he's doing. So let's let's hear all about it, Steve. How are things going, man? Things are fantastic. Uh uh, actually never been better I'm very happy and um just want to spread the love you know and uh what can i say life is life is good life is blessing well people listening are like well my life sucks right now so and let's hear about why you're, 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 you're on the beach yeah of course. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing it's the attitude, man. The attitude, is, it's attitude you know attitude is altitude and uh it's like if if, if something's wrong it's my fault that's right. how I look at the. That's right. how I look at the world. So, well, that that's an empowering way to look at it, right? Because if you look, if you just blame factors outside of yourself, then you put yourself in a powerless situation. It's like this. It's like we come into the world, you know, alone, and we leave the world alone, and in between, we we make alliances and friendships and loves, and you know, we, we have to we have to uh, find ourselves and and uh, you know forgive ourselves. That's, that's 
not preaching, but but that's that's the reality of things, and that's that's how we get ahead in life is to kind of, uh, you know, try try to love ourselves and and care for ourselves, and uh, you know, accept the the wins and the losses, and just kind of keep heading towards towards that light at the end of the tunnel, which is uh, our life goals. Right. And so I'm doing that. So I couldn't be happier. You know, couldn't be happier. Everything's not perfect, but that's by design also. I mean, what are, what are all the converging factors that have brought you to this place? Because you've been doing your passion for a long time, right? You've been doing what you want to do for a living for a while. And it seems like now you've stepped it up a notch and you're feeling more yourself. So what's been going on? Well, a, a massive change, and Mike, you can you can definitely uh, appreciate this, and just my my level of respect for you is is much greater now. Uh, Thank in you. that, I, I recently became vegan, and when I say recently, it's not like I'm trying it out for a test drive. It's it's more like I made the decision, and it's a lifetime decision. And um, you know, a lot of folks they hear that, they roll their eyes. Um, one one thing that I I really refer to is uh, Socrates, and I'm probably paraphrasing, but Socrates, of all the wisdom, the one thing that Socrates talked about is that he doesn't know, <laughs> that he doesn't know anything. You know, that the more he learned, the more he realized that he doesn't know. So, right, uh, it's really important not to get too fixated on on um, ideas or opinions or or what we think we know, because because that can change as new information comes in. You know, a lot of folks, no will, doubt want to argue like oh you need to eat meat and this type of thing and that's fine I, i'm not a preacher I, I don't really uh you know i don't really tell people if they're right or wrong because we, we all have to come to things at our own time in life and so for me it was a very conscious decision and you know as far as my health and vitality um i haven't felt <laughs> yeah i've never felt better um i feel really strong uh digestion is is excellent just because I don't have any rotting carcass in my in my body anymore, you know. Right, I don't have right. Any dead flesh or, or phlegm from dairy products, and um, you know, so that's been a massive change. What well, was um, your was your wife Samantha a big influence? Because I know she's um, a big animal lover and she does a lot yeah. to help. Yeah, definitely. Abandoned animals. She's definitely a big influence, and obviously, you know, if not for her, probably it would have taken much longer me to come to that level of consciousness Um, but you know at the same time it's something that each person has to sort of come to on their own time and their own so she's definitely been really beneficial in in the sense of you know in the last almost last year I was tending towards more vegetarian you know I was eating much less meat and mainly just eating meat when I would travel I go to Asia very frequently you know and over there you know, it's, it's so I was mostly vegetarian for a while and sort of what facilitated um, the drastic change into veganism, which, you know, for people don't don't know, there is a distinction between vegetarian and, and vegan. Mm-hmm. Vegan means you don't have any animal products at all, whereas vegetarians allow themselves, say, you know, milk and dairy and some even go as far as eating fish and chicken and still call themselves vegetarian, which, which <laughs> right. is ludicrous. But, um, you know, and, uh, there was a movie um, called Unity that I mm. saw a few weeks ago, which really inspired me. It's a very powerful movie um, that talked about the interconnectedness of things, you know, and, and essentially, um, you know, human animals, uh, other species of animals and the interconnectedness and put a really um, – really powerful perspective on the whole you know uh, meat as an industry 
and the uh, the animal industry. In fact, that there's there's billions of animals that are basically raised to be slaughtered. <laughs> you know, it's really a sickness. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not for listeners. Most of us, you know, most people eat meat, and I, I respect that and I understand that. And I'm not coming in here and saying you're you're this or you're that. I'm just sharing my story. Uh, there might be one or two listeners out there who might be inspired or might be thinking about it. And, and, and if I'm speaking to them, then, you know, the, the 500 of you that are cussing me out, it really doesn't bother me at all because um, as a vegan, I'm probably stronger and faster and more powerful than you with all, all the meat that you guys are eating. So, you know, I, I don't really care if a, if a, you know, someone who loves eating meat wants to, wants to confront or, or wants to argue there's no argument there's nothing to argue about you know and um it's all about doing it with information it's not um a lot of folks are very uneducated about how to derive nutrition from plants and so sure. they they maybe go into veganism for some type of um ethic ethical or some belief and you know essentially they're just filling up on crackers and you know <laughs> pot brownies yeah. and, and, and granola <laughs> Hey, let's no, not let's so, not knock the pot brownies. Here, right? <laughs> those no, are those are good all, for for post workout recovery. Those can be useful. <laughs> as long as it's not milk chocolate. And you know, and, and I'm actually a student of history and anthropology, and I'm not to say I'm a scholar in any of those things, but but right. I'm a student and I keep my cup empty. And you know, if we go back into anthropology, there's there's quite a bit of evidence that early man actually did not eat meat. Uh, early man lived at peace with the animals. There was a particular tribe that uh believed that started eating meat they believed that the meat made them stronger and those tribes happened to be a very warrior type of tribe that was you know went and conquered other tribes and waged warfare and you know i come to believe that probably those tribes became the dominant tribes and and the whole idea about eating meat and that we need meat to live and all this stuff and all we're we're uh omnivores when actually if you look at our intestinal system it's much more <laughs> it's actually structured like an herbivores uh, intestinal system. we can eat meat we can eat everything but you know it doesn't kill us right away <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that that we need it and um you know but what happens is habit is tradition and habit is you know our parents fed us meat and we were taught as children that we be- that we need this to be strong and their parents and it's gone on for thousands of years, but, you know, the reality is, and, and there may be some exceptions, you know, you look at maybe Eskimos and, and certain, um, the Aleutian people and certain indigenous people where maybe all they had access to was whale blubber and reindeer. It's, it's possible, um, you know, but generally speaking, uh, especially where I am in Southern California, you, you have an abundance of food. Um, the strongest animals in the world are actually don't eat meat you know if you're looking at elephants and gorillas and um you know and and actually if you look at the meat industry there you you look at the fast food and all these things they're putting sugars and things in the meat to try to replicate the sweetness uh to make it more palatable and actually that's all coming from the fruit and the soils and the plants anyway so um it's really a, a strange phenomenon that this whole concept that that many people follow that you know, oh, I need to have my protein. That's all a bunch of bullshit, folks. Well, I mean, especially like, like you it, well, need protein to live, but you don't need to have like, you know, one gram of protein per kilogram of body fat, or you know, it's like so you lose muscle, but most of your muscle is like just unintelligent mass. You know, unless you 
Unless well, I mean, the, the way I always look at it is, I mean, the, the average person who doesn't even train hard, you know, their needs are way lower than ours. Exactly. <laughs> so they don't have anything to worry about. They don't need – like the guy who doesn't even work out at all and walks around the block – for exercise, why does he need a gram of protein per he, pound? You can't even start talking about, oh, I, need a, I need a gram and a half or two grams of, you know, protein. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you just need to get up off your ass consistently. Okay, start, right. Yeah, start instead there. of thinking about protein, it's it's <laughs> life force. It's energy. Where's the where's the vitality, the nutrition from that food? And, and, and is it nourishing you? And and, and, and kind of, you know, what, what kind of brought me to this is the whole idea, like, and I've heard, you know, my wife say things and, and I kind of always rolled my eyes because there is a, I never understood it from the other side when I would hear, say, my wife say, oh, but it, you know, you don't love animals because if you love animals and you wouldn't eat them and I would kind of roll my eyes and say, oh, that's ridiculous. And of course I love animals. I love my dog and I love my cat. And, you know, but now I understand it from another side and it's, it has to do with speciesism, which is essentially like... Okay, here's here's how I explain it. In our culture, we, we like to consider ourselves civilized, you know, as Americans or as Western. You know, if we're not Aboriginals or something, then then we like to think of ourselves as as relatively civilized, right? So, in civilized world, we don't really eat our dogs. We don't eat cats. We don't eat dogs. In sure. fact, there's pro- there's probably even laws against it in our culture. Like you're not allowed to eat your dog. You're not allowed to eat your cat. You know, and you can extend that probably to a parakeet and a ferret and anything that you would have as a pet but what's interesting and then if we hear about all these these chinese people in the remote areas of china they're eating cats and dogs they're uncivilized okay well for a second if we believe that is there really a difference between eating a dog and eating a pig or eating a dog and eating a cow not really it's just that we consider dogs cute and cuddly and they're our pets right they're our friends so we don't eat them but the cow is this ignorant, stupid mass of meat that's just there for for us to consume. And you know the rea- and and all this archaic thinking about oh animals don't really have emotions and it, <laughs> we're well beyond still believing that. Like if you still believe that, you're really disconnected from reality and and everything we know about the world. Like animals have feelings too. Animals have sensation. They suffer. You know they 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 feel pain and all the things that we feel, they feel too. You know, so when we start really just stepping away and looking at it for what it is, not defending our position, not defending our habits, and just being critical and considering everything. And that's what I've done because I'm not judging anybody at all. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, and for 45 years, I was raised on eating meat and stuff. So I'm not coming here and saying, oh, you're this and that. No, yeah. because I come to it and this is my journey and my process. But I also realize in my position – you know, and, and if I'm a leader and I'm someone that that's going to educate people, I have a certain responsibility for civic. You know, I have civic responsibility, too. So that means I have to share what I know, share not just what I believe, but what my experience. And, you know, this is a part of it. And, and um, you know, so so these fallacies about, oh, you know, can't get enough energy and or you have somebody well known like Ido Portal that says he won't train a, a vegan because they're not yeah. strong. Yeah, you know, that's ridiculous. That. You know, it's crazy. like. You know, it's like, come on, man. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of weak people in general, and there's a lot of muscle, muscular, strong people that eat meat, but they're not strong characters. They just maybe can lift a heavy weight. That doesn't necessarily make you strong either. Right. You know, but the intelligent vegans, we know how to, we know how to get nutrients from our foods. We know how to use 
you whether it's fruits, vegetables, seeds, nuts. We know how to use sprouted grains. We know how to use you know superfoods and and you know we know how to combine things. And and there's you know the uh, the real the real uh, skeptics will talk about oh but vitamin B12 and you're not getting vitamin K. Well, actually even that's not that's not correct because B12 is actually created in the body through uh, bacteria. And the problem, it's more of a modern problem where if you have a vegan diet, you're not, you're not getting B12. It, it's because the soils are so depleted uh, that, that they're lacking the, the bacteria that are necessary to create the B12. And, and so we eat meat, and those animals that we're eating meat, they've eaten the soil that has the B12. And so it's a sort of an indirect path anyway. And we actually can create B12 in our body through plants if we have correct nutrition and if it's not depleted you know so you have to be much more educated about the foods and the quality of foods and you have to go through greater effort to to be able to find those you know locally grown organic foods and things that are going to be richer in nutrients and um but it's all possible in in this day and age with education so yeah you know what's interesting is that I've always said that factory farming is the single worst thing for the environment, right? That's undeniable. And most people aren't going to try to argue that point. I mean, that's pretty obvious if you look well, at the, it, the especially, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, the companies who own the factory, I always said the factory right. farming is only good for the companies who own it because they're making a lot of, of money off providing a very low quality product. For even taking the animal suffering out of the equation, you're getting a very low quality product that's not good for you. That's so the, the, so the, so the so the Yeah, so the value is very low. Now, yes. Uh, yes. But that's the true Holocaust. The factory farming, like literally, sorry, sorry, folks, if you don't like hearing it doesn't make you comfortable, but that's only because it's true. And when we're faced with the truth, it maybe isn't so comfortable. But, you know, let's just see it for what it is. And I'm fully open to any rejection or any argument because for me, there's no convincing. It doesn't like even to the point, my point of view is like this life isn't really actually that important to me that I have to take somebody else's life just so that I can sustain mine if that's what it requires because <laughs> we're more than just the body. You know what I mean? We're more yeah. than just uh, the, the physical, like like what comes next. I'm ready for that too. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm, I'm so tied into this life here now that, oh, man, I, I need to eat some meat so I can feel like I'm strong. It's, it's not that important to me. And, and the whole factory farming thing is a serious disease because – these animals are raised. I mean, just every aspect of you look at just the dairy. The dairy thing is uh, cows can only produce milk when they're pregnant. So these yeah. these dairy yeah. cows, they're basically kept pregnant all the time. And what do they do with the calves that are born? Is they kill them and they throw them away, or they grind them up into dog food or some you know. And we live in a society where the government is actually what facilitates all this corruption. The FDA decides what's allowable and what's not. So it's a very complex situation. But fundamentally, I believe that if we don't live at peace with the animals, we don't live at peace with the earth, it's not possible for us to live at peace amongst ourselves. If, if we think it's okay to kill this animal to feed myself, it's not too much of a step away that what else are we willing to kill to to, to serve your own ego, essentially. Yeah. And that's that's really what it's about, and that's why I made that decision. You know, of course, the taste of meat is attractive. Of course, it's rich, and mm, yum, I need some more cream and all this stuff. But that's just taste. That's just taste. 
and habit and, and, you know, um, it has nothing to do with nutrition, has nothing to do with necessity of, uh, of fuel. And, And because if you need fuel, there's many ways that you can get fuel from the earth without having to kill for it. And and that's where we're at. And and folks can reject that. But sooner or later, what's going to happen is either we kill all the animals, there's none left, or the animals are so poisoned from the environmental toxins that we can't eat it anyway. So sooner or later, people are going to have to figure out how they can sustain and subsist their life based on what the earth provides us. And, you know, so I figure just... Well, I mean, the, 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 the demand for meat is not likely to go down ever. That's just a reality, right? What's up, but <laughs> we got, we're getting some, you're getting some behind the scenes stuff here, folks. Mike you know? Mahler and Sincere. Oh, <laughs> hey, what's up, David? What's up, David? Like you gave it to me. <laughs> Tell the boys I said hello. Okay. <laughs> I will. Sorry for the segue there. Oh, no problem. Uh, I mean, the, the demand is actually not going to go down. That's just a reality because I know how people are. People do what's convenient. But the reality is that a different way of meeting that demand will have to be created. And what's what's being created right now is actually in vitro meat production where you're actually using stem cells to create meat without killing an animal. I mean, that technology already exists. And my prediction is, is that will proliferate. And people are pushing back on that from various angles, some of them religious, which is nonsensical. But the reality is, is that people will accept this option when it's cheaper than what's available now. You make a you make a quality product that's cheaper, and it's the quality the bar of quality is low right now, strictly speaking. Yeah. McDonald's serves billions and billions, right? So so the quality can't be can't be that high. Well, you know what's funny like about what's, what's funny about a McDonald's hamburger is that it's probably five percent beef, and then the rest of it is all chemical additives. Yeah, it's all it's all it's it's complete corruption it's complete poison and people are gladly paying for the right well i mean the, the problem poisoned. is is that th- this information is out there right i mean it's it's th- this all of this information is out there and a lot of people know it yet they don't really care they just keep going down their road um, so i think i say suppress so, things well, well I, so things. i think what's going to happen is that this this in vitro thing is ultimately going to be what alleviates animal suffering because it's going to become the only option because factory farming is not sustainable. You can you, you take it to a point, it's going to have serious consequences for the well, planet. Well, the consequences are already there, yes, because of the estrogen, which I know you're very well studied in that. But but these these factory farms, they're you know obviously all these cattle are, are shot with massive amounts of, of steroids and you know yeah, growth hormones. And all that stuff goes in, you know? into the groundwater. All that right. stuff goes into the groundwater. It goes into the public water, and there's yeah, it affects the oceans. The, the oceans the are having a lot levels. of dark spots now. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm, why everybody's you know that's why everybody's turning into Caitlyn Jenner all over here. There's too much <laughs> estrogen in the water. You know, too much estrogen in the. Well, I mean, nothing we, wrong with we we with see that, no we see people's bodies that didn't exist years ago. I mean, just the level that like just the the nature of obesity is different now than it was. Let's see when the three of us were kids, where you just see people holding body fat in a way which is clearly hormonally predicated. In the oddest right. places, just like yeah, just just very strange. And that, that if that's not a clear indicator of what you just mentioned, what's going on in the environment, then people are really in denial because it's very apparent for me every time I walk out the door and just see people. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, um, we need more education, and we need more educators, and we need. Uh, examples and, and folks that can show sustainable 
um, a great example. I was just in Wisconsin for a few days, uh, visit some family, brought my kids out there, and my uh, one of my brothers, uh, he and his family, they they practice permaculture. They have a mm-hmm. farm with about 50 acres up in central Wisconsin, and mm. they practice permaculture essentially on their farm. They have a whole sustainable you know ecosystem, and and they're not vegan. They eat meat, but they raise their own cattle, they raise their own pigs, and they you know they right. have their own chickens, and they raise they they everything they eat they grow themselves. Has to do with you know the lay of the land and how you depending on the lay of the land will determine you know where the water uh, reserves are going to be. And, and I don't I'm not educated in permaculture per se. It's something I'm learning about, but um, that's part of the kind of the future where you start to have local farming you start to learn how to uh you know to grow your own foods or ally with with neighbors that that grow foods and and this type of thing and i think this is well more, i mean that, that's a, that. that's a step that i would encourage listeners to really take hold of is the fact that if you don't want to go all the way where steve and i are you can there's intermediary steps where the first thing you can do is decide that you don't want to support factory farming anymore and there's co-op groups where you can actually work with local farmers yeah. to get fresh milk, eggs, et cetera, delivered to you. So that's going to be – you're supporting a local farmer and you're getting a much higher quality product. Yeah, just about yeah, every I mean, community and, has and CSAs and things like that co op It is an upgrade. It is an upgrade. Yeah. It, it is a definitely you know, a step in the right direction in the sense that, yeah, I mean at least at least there's, you're dealing with quality instead of chemical. And you know, so you, you, you take care of your animals before you kill them and eat them rather than just treating them like a commodity, which is what we have now. In fact, they're even listed and traded as commodity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, me personally, yeah, me personally, I never wanted to kill an animal. I used to go fishing with my dad and then we would catch the fish and then we would stone it. And I never felt good about that, you know, that I had my mother as a lifelong vegetarian. So that, that was always in my mind. Like, why doesn't she eat meat? You know, we eat my brother, my dad and I, we eat meat, but she doesn't. And we would have conversations yeah. about that, and she had just ended- dot not feather, just dot not feather. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's you know yeah, I mean that's awesome. That's because because part of the you know Indian culture, there's the respect for animals and the the you know relationship with animals. We're not going to eat them, so that's it's definitely I think a benefit that you were exposed to that at a young age. Well, I mean, it was it was there was a converging of many things. It was that it was spending time in safari parks in Kenya when I was a teenager. Which may sound odd to people because you're seeing lions kill animals there, but but you're also seeing you're also seeing animals in their natural habitat. But animals that could be eye opening though. You just sit there thinking like, well, damn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, what he just did to that yeah. antelope makes me reconsider. You know, me want to get that burger right there. You know, and and, and then yeah. you also look at the fact that when you see these animals in their natural habitat, they're not doing what we do. Like we're so effing greedy, man. You just sit there and watch somebody at a buffet, man. It's like the saddest thing ever. It's like you're acting as if there's never going to be any more food ever again here in the West. But if you notice something, when you go someplace and you look at a safari, you look at the animals, even you just watch it on Animal Planet. These, these, they go and they kill when it's time to eat and when they're hungry. And they don't just sit there and like, oh, I'm going to feast on this entire antelope by myself. They're sharing that. So there's, there's exactly. already concepts in which we can learn just from that, even if you do still eat meat. It's just the fact that, you know, eat what you need and not exactly what you think you want and we're so to not greedy. be wasteful exactly yeah. we're yes, so you're right. fucking greedy that sometimes it just pisses me off i'm like why do you need so much food what is yeah. the problem it's a here? fundamental what? lack of respect <laughs> and it's you know it's a cultural thing and we're all contributed at some levels and some <laughs> of us are you know 
trying to move away from that right. more and more conscious. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's impossible so, to take yourself bigger... out of any equation completely. But I think, yeah. I mean, some of the silly counter arguments you'll hear in, I remember Peter Rouse sent me an ebook one time, The Vegetarian Myth. And I'm happy to have any debate. No, actually, I, actually, I take that back. I'm not happy to have any debate because that's a waste of time. But it becomes religion and then it gets to the point like because people are going to be very like I know that like Steve is saying, I know it's probably about a great many people listening right now who are probably pissed off. Well, probably at this point in the show, yeah, they probably, probably stopped listening. Off, but you know what? But you know well, what? I, I don't know. I don't know how many of <laughs> our listeners. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how many of our listeners actually fall into that category though, because our listeners are very open-minded. Our listeners obviously know that I don't eat meat, right? So, so I mean, right. it's, like, so, it's not like. The, and we've had this topic. <laughs> we've we've had this topic many. I mean, Steve's not the first guest to come on and talk about why right. he transitioned to a vegan diet. We've had John Hines on. We've had many people discuss that topic. So yeah, it's, he's it's, not it's been exactly a recurring thing. Pussy either. John Hines is, you know, like he at at fifty something years old, he can outwork pretty much anybody. You know, yeah. I mean that guy's he's been doing a very powerful yeah. guy without without having meat in his diet. So this whole idea about oh, you need meat, you're never going to be strong. That's just what you believe. It's your beliefs, and beliefs are things, and we all have to look at our beliefs. And sometimes, like just because you man. have a strong belief, look man, doesn't mean that's true my favorite. outside of. <laughs> I always ask no. people, like, look, man, give me the facts, not your beliefs. Because that's the thing about a belief is just what is that based on? Oh, that's your personal experience. It's not necessarily going to be a universal fact. And I think that's where people get it twisted. Well, this is how our ancestors ate. Not my ancestors because my ancestors don't look like yours. So you but, can't, it's also, you, but also you can't, the argument of, like, you know, this is how our ancestors ate. Who cares? Who gives how? a fuck? Well, where are they I, now? I Obviously, say, it didn't work out too well. <laughs> no, I, always say, I, always, I always say I don't care how pa a Paleolithic man ate or how the Romans worked out. All right? Let's, let's hey man, focus on, on what we know right so now. Even on that topic, when you start talking about those ancestors, there's a lot of things that the Romans did that I am not taking part in. Okay? <laughs> yes. okay so I don't yes. care about all that, what your ancestors were doing back. And again, they're not my ancestors, buddy. Exactly. I'm not trying to be an extra on Spartacus with my lifestyle just because that's the way those ancestors <laughs> behaved back then. There's just certain things I'm just not interested just in. Just because the father was an asshole doesn't mean the son has to pay the right. same price exactly. like, like it's possible you don't have to inherit that in, in, exactly. and pay it for exactly. it's possible just going back to this uh, vegetarian myth thing for yeah. the, the point I wanted to bring up because it's a point that someone may email you Steve about and they're not going to email me because they know better but the, <laughs> no, the, I welcome. I welcome no no the, the point is the point is that they go, they go, well, you know, all of this growing of crops is really bad for the environment, and therefore a vegetarian diet's bad. Why but with the part, the, the part, yeah, the, the part they leave out exactly is that is like the crops are not, the crops are being grown for 300 million people as well as people overseas. That part's true, but they're also even more is being grown for the billions of animals that are being put down in factory farms. What do you think it they? Is, what do you think? What do you yes. think they eat? Air. It's, so it's the majority factory farming. It's it's yeah. It's, it's industrial agriculture, which is, has nothing to do with. Yeah, so you wouldn't have to grow as many crops, which in turn hurt the environment, if it wasn't to feed the six, the ten billion animals that are killed every year. Right. For right. the purpose of human consumption, you know, meat consumption. And when people have principles and you live by principles, then you know it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't really matter if you oh, lose right. popularity because it's it's a decision that's made based on you know, the information and, and the experience that you're bringing into it. And, you know, so um, usually the people that are wanting to initiate that, like there, there are vegans that give a really bad name. And I promise that I wouldn't, I wouldn't become a kind of vegan that was going to be militant or controversial or, 
not necessarily controversial, but I mean confrontational. Sure. You know, because again, who am I to judge anyone? I was eating meat for a long time, and right. you know, I came to the realization, so I made that decision. And and if I'm in a position to maybe help, or help educate, or inspire, or maybe lend to support, then that's what I'm here to do. Not not to say, oh, I'm better than you because I did this decision, or no, it's not about well, that. You're you're a very influential guy, so you don't really have to. People look at what you're. People are curious what you're doing anyway. So just the fact, honestly, that, just the feel, fact you're putting it out incredible. there. Incredible. Like, like there's never you never have any indigestion. You never have any constipation because everything digests. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> all, you know what I mean? Everything digests. There's no there's no gunk. You're not gonna you're not gonna have vegetarian or, or vegans that have uh, colon cancer. You know, unless they maybe came into a very late in life, like Bill Clinton experimented for a while after he had open heart surgery. So he decided I'll be a vegan for a while, but. You know, and, like, and then Hillary got him to work with what's that guy's name? Mark something who is Paleolithic influence. Oh, Sisson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So it's not it's not a confrontational, but it's usually people that people. You know, you mentioned Peter or someone. I, I have a lot of respect for Peter because he's extremely intelligent. At yeah, what I do he's too. He's a good friend of ours. Yeah. You know, but it's like, why are you being aggressive that I don't eat meat and? Maybe there's something, you know, is there some, I'm not singling out Peter. I'm just saying, you know, is there something inside of you that feels bad that I'm vegan? And so you <laughs> need to prove to me that I'm making a mistake. Maybe there's something deep inside of well. you that honestly, it appeals to some deep, deep intellect that you have. And maybe you realize that maybe actually you eating too much meat. Maybe you should not be eating meat. But you're not willing to let that well, go. I mean, the, so the, 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 flip, the, flip, the flip side of that, though, is it may be coming from a place of compassion where he thinks, wow, what you're doing is really unhealthy. So, you know, so I got to step in and, right, and share right. my but it's off. not. But it's not because well, I who's agree. healthy? Because, like, like, what's the model that you – show me the model that I want to – like, who's the meat eater out there that's super healthy and – and and that's the person that I need to model my life after. I, I haven't sure. met that person. And right, usually right, the people talking about they're bloated, they, they, they have all <laughs> these problems. You know, if it's just about the size of your bicep, it's like, and, and how long, and what do you got to do to sustain that? That's not <laughs> in health. Health is like your vitality. Oh, I agree. Not to mention longevity. And it's like, there's no comparison. There's absolutely no comparison to me. And, and, I, and I think the only way people could understand it is to, you know, the, the way that I did was beneficial is I, I started just, you know, uh, replacing meat and, and, you know, I was started eating, che- you know, cheeses and a lot of a lot more salads and a lot more veggies and, right. you know, fruits and, you know, some, maybe some milk every once in a while, some some some, you know, raw milk. And, and that, that's a sensible that's a sensible way to transition too. yeah. And, 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 I think you sometimes know, it's treated, it's treated more like a much. condiment, you know, not the main course. You know, that's one of the right. things I right. always told like, like Nick Delgado does that. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's historically how all people, the only America created, you know, all indigenous, even if you go to Europe, you know, the diets, if they ate meat at all, it was very rare because it wasn't abundant. Because yeah, only it was the not rich, an industry. you know, had, yeah. Right. The and, and in America, it became an industry with McDonald's and all. It became an industry to where now we're mass producing supply and demand. And so, they're, you know, they're literally growing billions of animals every year to be eaten. But. That's not the natural order of things. If if you want to if you want to pretend like you're a Paleolithic or some kind of caveman, actually you would be hunter and gathering. Like, go hunt and get your be, food. Yeah. You'd mostly be eating berries, and you mostly be you know if you're in California, you'd be eating avocados, you'd be eating fruit, you'd be eating what's available, and maybe you'd see a rabbit and you'd hunt it and you'd have a little bit of meat, you know, every couple of days or something. But, 
you know, it's not like you're eating, you know, steak every day. It's all, listen, guys, it's all bullshit. If you believe that you're, you're fooling yourself, that's not what we need to live. I'm not saying that, oh, if you're, if you're eating meat that you're wrong. I'm just saying that you're, you're fooling yourself if you think that, oh, I need to measure and get this much protein and only through eating animals can I, that's not true. It's just not true. You know I mean? There's plenty of evidence and, you know, and there's more. The good news is there's more and more high-level athletes that are vegan now that are showing, like, you know, you think you're strong. I'm, like, ten times stronger than you. I don't eat meat. And, you are you know, you're still a, a wimp with, you know, eating those steaks every day. So it's it really is, uh, you know, there's a lot of lack of information out there. And most of the vegans that are the forefront are, seem to be very militant, and they turn people away. They're like, oh, these vegans are assholes. They get compared to CrossFit all the time, right? It's like they never stop talking about it. Just based on that, on how many people that I just defend, right, by saying that. But the point is, is that, you know, it's like that's a problem. If you're going to be militant about it and you're putting all these pictures of slaughterhouses and stuff, it leaves people with a bad feeling and people don't like to be made feel bad. They want to feel good. Right. You know, and that's why we have this political correctness where, Oh, you can't say something that makes someone think or be uncomfortable. And, you know, cause that's not popular. It's not good for ratings. Well, I mean, I don't, well, I don't think people mm-hmm. should, I don't think people should be offended by pictures of slaughterhouses because that's reality. That's not a movie set. It is real. So so out it's sight, so so mind. if so yes. if you're offended, you should be offended that that's actually happening, not right. that someone sent you a picture of it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like people are just exactly. reporting what's happening. They're not they're not making those things happen. There's this is a reality. So that's I think it. I that's think right. I think if you're going to continue to eat meat, you have to accept some realities and then ask yourself, are you okay with that? You know, go yeah, to a slaughter, I mean, go to a slaughterhouse and see it for yourself. You know, go kill an animal on your uh, by, by, uh, go hunting. Are you okay with those things? And the sense of what, you know, I don't follow him closely, but from what I've seen, you know, Joe Rogan, from, from what my awareness is, he made the move to now he eats what he kills and he's, you know, a proponent of that. And, you know, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a several steps closer to, to a natural environment, at least if you're actually killing the food yourself and eating it or someone you know is killing it, right. it's like first generation. Right. That's a mm-hmm. totally different story. Still, for me, no. I mean, vegan's vegan. It's not. It's it's not. But but still, at least on that level, there's some integrity to it. At least on that level, there's some some, you know, purity to it. Versus, oh, I don't know where the hell this came from. I just it's in a package, and you know, I'm taking. Well, I don't. I don't think people make an association either because no, the, the end product it. you see in a grocery store doesn't really look like an animal, right? It's packaged right. nice and neat, and it's clean, and you just take it home and you cook it. And it's like, okay, this is what my parents did. Now it's what I'm doing. It's what my kids are going to do, and it's right. it's not something that people think about. And a lot of people have other things that they feel is more important, which I can understand. You know, they're 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 worried about paying the bills or they're worried about keeping their job. And there's a, I'm not rationalizing anyone's actions, but these are just the realities in, in yes. most people's lives. And so I'm if, with you. It's, it's just about being aware and seeing things for what they are. And then whatever choice we make, we make that choice, but we do it. It's informed versus just ignorant. And like you said, well, I, I just, I just think it's to, important for people to think period. Right. And yes. I spend a lot of time where you're in some kind of solitude, whether it's a float tank or meditation or at the beach, you know, I don't care what it is. And just really think about who you are. Spirit rhino. The action. <laughs> The action. Don't say those two words, Steve. You may get in trouble. Out of the three of us, you're the one going to get in trouble. Talking well, about hey, podcasts. I'm the guest. I get to leave. Right? I don't have a podcast. So it's like, you know, if I lose listeners, it's still zero. 
Steve, Steve, if, if you if you think that Sincere and I are, are worried about losing listeners, you haven't heard the show, man, because we, no, piss off, we go out of our way to piss off listeners every week. We're, we're trying to lose. We're trying to weed we're, them we're out. We're trying to lose <laughs> listeners who support the show. Yeah. So we we make a point of pissing off people. That's that's kind of a, well, that's kind of our just, tagline. <laughs> just just start every show with uh, from the shooting range. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, you man, probably lose most of the Californians. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, he's at, a, he's at a shooting range, just shooting at targets. If that offends someone, they've got you know very, they they, they they've got bigger problems than uh, being offended by that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I like everything you're saying, and it's it's very similar to why I got into it when I was a, real, a young man and why I've continued to sustain it and all that. It's not something I would want to do. I, I wouldn't want to go hunt and kill an animal. So why should I feel okay about eating animals? I know? don't need to eat that bad. Like, it's okay to go hungry. Like, you know, you don't want to starve to death. Like, <laughs> being hungry is actually good for us sometimes. You know what I mean? Take That's a true. break and yeah. suffer a little bit. Yeah. You know, get tough. Harden harden the F up. It's like every, you got to go run and eat every time you get a little hunger pain. What you, <laughs> like, what kind of sissy, like, you know, man up a little bit. Go a few hours without eating. You know, go a day or two without eating. It's not going right. to kill you. It's right. going to make you have more appreciation. You know, like to, to have food is it's it's a sign of wealth. It's a sign of abundance. You know, it's like most people don't have enough food to eat. We have uh, way more than we need in our culture. All over the world where that's a daily struggle. Now, how are you going to get enough to sustain? And In Kenya, usually it's a bowl of maize every night yeah, that's going to sustain you. Yeah. And those people are way more physically active than the average American is. But on the flip side of that, don't take what Steve is saying as another excuse for your eating disorder and find another way to diet. Well, okay, now I don't have to eat. I'll just put some butter in my coffee again and just, you know, I'll be good with that. <laughs> yeah, you I'm know, not trying to bulletproof it. I'm trying to bulletproof it. You know what's funny about fasting, Sincere, is, that, is what people see, see, define as fasting. That people right don't. there, you about, see, I was about to get on the topic of fasting. People don't understand what the fuck fasting is about, and that's that's a topic that kind of always ticks me yeah, off. Yeah, if it's anything that's, but water, it's not a fast. Exactly. <laughs> It kind of breaks it down. I mean, if, if you put, if, first of all, coffee, just coffee alone increase, has, it creates an insulin secretion. So the whole point of fasting, or one of the points anyway, one of the benefits is to improve insulin sensitivity. So anything that increase, secretes insulin is not going to improve insulin sensitivity. So that's one got, there. People are like, well, I, I drink, I, I'm going to do a fast, but I'm going to drink coffee all day. It's like, well, that's not really well, a Well, here's fat. my thing. If, you, if you're fasting and you're doing it because you want to lose weight, then you're doing a diet. You're not fasting. You're dieting. There's a right. difference right there. Right. Okay, that's the thing. So don't don't confuse the two. Weight loss, exactly. Don't effing confuse the two right there. And fasting was always a very spiritual thing, right? Exactly. It's, what, it's whatever someone need. Whenever someone had a big decision they need to make, they usually went through a long period of fasting. And then it gets back to what Steve was talking about. It gets back to suffering, and most people don't want to do that. They don't want to talk about suffering. Like, well, I'm not no, doing that. that. But it's like suffering, you know, and it goes back to the same thing. It is about suffering because it's like. Honestly, please, you know, like if this makes you uncomfortable, just just deal with it or hang up or, you know, don't listen or whatever, like run away, you know, because because if we if we if we're principled and we believe in ourselves, then we're not not actually deterred or offended by what anybody says, because it doesn't really matter what you say or what I say. That's that's right. My experience, your experience isn't going to change my my principles. So, you know, if you tell me you don't agree. Yeah, I, I cannot like it or like it, but it doesn't really change anything. And so people should put less stock in what other people think and more attention to actually thinking within themselves and making their decisions informed. You know, and the thing about suffering is like, yeah, it's it's kind of it's ironic because, like you said, people don't want to suffer. But yet 
they don't think twice about the suffering that occurred so that they can have that nice juicy slab of meat when they could actually get more nutrition by maybe eating some some plants you know eating some plants and seeds that actually are real food and you know so the suffering occurs at some level and if you're very greedy and selfish maybe you want to protect you preserve your your right to avoid suffering and but if somebody else suffers it's not your problem you know well it's like and that's i don't think we're ever going to get to the promised land as a society if we don't start looking at these issues like if we're willing to kill or we're willing to to allow this type of suffering that goes on you know then how can we be truly sensitive towards one another how can we be truly compassionate towards one the other and i say compassion practically like if someone gets in my face i'm going to try to defuse the situation if they force me then i'm going to fucking kill them you know if i have to like right. it's not like i'm compassionate like oh you can do whatever you want to <laughs> me and I'm, no like if you start a fight with me i'm going to try to defuse it but if you don't give me the option well now we're fighting right yeah but you don't have to I don't need, like, blood in my mouth. I don't need to have, like, a piece of meat to, to, to do that, right? Because right. it's like I'm a living being. We have a right. We all have a right to be here. And the, the animals, we're not better than the animals. We're not. And this goes into some of the religious teachings people misinterpret, oh, that man is given dominion, that we're created in God's image and we're given dominion over all things. And so the unintelligent think dominion means domination. Right. It doesn't mean that. It means responsibility. It means yeah. we have responsibility. And the meek shall inherit the earth. It doesn't mean the weak. The meek means the humble. And, you know, so if you're really a religious person, don't don't be shallow. Go really deep into the true meaning of what these things are teaching. Well, I mean, and, as, a, as a collective society where, you know, we're not doing a good job with compassion to people, to animals. And there's to, there's to the it's, delu it's well, I mean, it's delusional to think that there aren't serious consequences that are going to be the result of that. Right. And a lot of people have anxieties and all kinds of issues. And if you're, if you're if you're living yourself if you're living a life that is not compassionate, why would you think that you would be? Why why would you think that it's that that you wouldn't you have all those anxieties? The Where do you draw the line? There's no difference between eating a cow and eating a dog or eating a cat. Oh, but you can't eat a cat. It's well then. But you're eating a. What's the difference? Because in your culture, in your civilization, you see a cat as a as a pet, uh, but you don't see a cow as a pet. So so that's your rationale that you're going to eat this but not eat that that's that's racism if, and, i mean that's and if, some, if someone had a, a pig, if someone if someone had a pig as a pet they wouldn't want anyone else to eat that pig of course and but they the but they but, but they may before. ironically eat other pigs which never made sense to me racism towards slavery it's the same mentality so it's like oh well you know, I love all people, and I'm a good, God-fearing man. But you know, this person, you know, he's he's a different color. So you know, it's like I can abuse this person, and I can take advantage of this person. It's the same thing with, but with animals. And so, we, and, and as long as there's that separation, as long as there's that disconnect, disconnect yeah. then how can we be integrated with with the the world? You know, and that's what I, I'm not here to criticize. I'm here to bring solutions. I'm here to lead by examples, like. I'm going to not only maintain my health and my youth and my vitality, I'm going to be stronger than I ever was. And, and I'm going to lead by example. And, and, and so when folks want to say, oh, but you can't get, you know, well, guess what? Here's an example of some folks here that actually can do everything they want to do and do it well. And they're not eating any animals. 
So don't 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 tell me that all oh, you need to eat meat. Well, you know, when you're 99 years old or 120 years old, still getting around, then talk to me about your secret to life. But, you know, like you're going to maybe die at 65 of uh, congestive heart failure because you've been just living on, you know, meat your whole life. Why would I actually want to listen to your opinion? You know, right. what, what what's the practical value of it, actually? So it's like, I don't know, man, there's never uh it's never an easy thing, but for me, it's been very easy actually because I made a decision, and it was very, you know, everything's lined up. So there's never an idea like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how long I can last. It's not like a test drive, you know what I mean? It's, well, it's, wait, it's, what do you eat? What do you? What's an example of, of a day for you, for what you're um, eating? Breakfast, I'm lunch, really, dinner, really or whatever you plan it. I mean, my my wife being raised in Italy, they have a real, you know, Italians. You know, I don't know what I believe from all the travel. I know you you've traveled a lot, Mike. Is Every culture has certain strengths and weaknesses and certain qualities. So, you know, uh, when it comes to Italy, the Italians are, in my opinion, the most, they have the strongest relationship with food of any culture. It's very important to their culture. And, you know, so anyway, I have a benefit of having a wife that's an incredible cook and and she knows a lot about organization and combining of foods and things. And so I eat some pretty unique things. I don't cook any of it. But, um, I don't really have a typical day. What I would normally like now it's summer, you know, an ideal breakfast for me. Um, I would probably have like a, you know, like a half a watermelon or something like that. Uh, uh, today I haven't eaten yet, but, um, you know, probably when I get home, I'll have a, a real superpower shake with, um, uh, whatever it is today. It might be some bananas, some, uh, spinach, some, some blueberries, uh, some chia. Um, if we use protein, it'd be like a pea protein or something like that. Right. Um, Yesterday we went to uh, Native Native Foods, which has real nice food. Yeah, it's a great um, restaurant. I was actually there in LA yeah. this past weekend. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so we had like you know some some potatoes, some like fried potatoes, uh, and um, uh, what was it? It's just like a they call it a bacon cheeseburger burrito, but it's obviously not bacon. It's like seitan. <laughs> right, so right, I right. think a wheat seitan, or but anyway, it tastes really good. Like that'd be a place I would bring someone that that isn't a vegan. And would be willing to try it, but they're afraid that nothing will taste good. And you'd bring them there, and they wouldn't miss a beat because everything tastes good. And even non-meat eaters would like the yeah. food there. No, that's know, true. That's a good restaurant. So, um, you know, then I would have like, uh, uh, for example, if we have pasta, it's usually going to be like a black bean-based uh, pasta. Probably she'll make some fresh pesto. We get uh, every week we go to a, uh, a, a cooperative, a farmers cooperative, local farmers. So we'll get a big, you know, our big bucket of. Uh, you know, whatever the fresh veggies are available that week. And, uh, you know, so we're always getting, you know, farm fresh, uh, veggies and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much what I eat. I eat, I eat veggies, I eat seeds, I eat a lot of fruits. Um, oh, but where do you get your protein? Oh, we get protein from, from all the different foods that I'm eating, you know, and, and we get enough protein cause the body's you know, only about what, 8% protein or so. Um, so you don't need to have, you know, the majority of the meal be protein. Um, it, it really varies a lot. Every, every day is different. Uh, a lot of butternut squash, um, you know, kale chips. We, we use dehydrators. My wife makes like kale trip chips with like a cashew based. The the kind of cheese, what we call the cheese, would be made usually out of like a, a cashew type uh-huh. of a nut paste, uh-huh. these type of things. So, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I always get enough food. I always feel satiated, and I'm always, and and I always digest really easy and feel really energetic. You know, it's not like sluggish. You eat a big piece of meat, it's like you just want to sit still for the rest of the day. It's 
just kind of <laughs> sitting there and you just don't have that feeling, you know, you're ready to go. Um, so for me, it's awesome, you know, and I just don't have that kind of relationship with food where it's like, it's not an emotional thing for me. You know, yeah. it's not like, Oh, I'm bored. I need to eat or right, you know, right. Uh, I'm depressed. I need to eat. And, you know, so there's a lot to it for everyone. And again, it's not a judgment. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, many folks have very deep uh, emotional connections to food. It has to do with their upbringing and all different things like that. And, right. you know, so I don't really have that. I'm fortunate that I, I um, you know, I just see food for what it is. It's like, oh, I'm running a little low in energy. I need some fuel. So I, it's an opportunity to, to, to get some fuel in my body. I, I don't uh, I'm not going to say taste isn't important to me. It is important to me. And I was always a I used to love eating ice cream and, you know, rich foods and, you know, bunch of bunch of you know, cream in my coffee and stuff like that. <laughs> right. but I don't do that. But what I, for me, the stuff that always I needed to have a lot of condiments to, to, I just don't take those things. So instead of like adding like uh, coconut milk or almond milk to my coffee, I basically just don't drink coffee anymore. Or if I do, I'll just drink it black. Or maybe I'll put some fresh nut milk if I have it. You know, not that nut milk. I mean, like almond nut milk. Neither neither one of us were even going to make a like that. I'm like, huh? Oh, no. Yeah, but no. you guys are even sure. You're laughing. Like, well, I'm real laughing because, yeah, real laughing you, because you, you had a distinguished. I'm like, yeah. why, why do you say that? Oh, no. no. Well, I mean, there's laughing because of the clarification that you there's, there's, there's like coconut, you know, there's, there's almond nut, there's cashew nut. There's like the the guy running for Congress in North Carolina. D's nuts. <laughs> I'd vote for that guy. Yeah, that's also a band. That's, a, that's also a yeah. band in Australia. Yeah, I know. Court. Everybody's like, I wish those guys were running for president. I'd vote for them. <laughs> hey, what happened? <laughs> vote for no one. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So for me, it's it's awesome. It just it makes everything better for me, and I'm really it it really is exciting. It's really uh. I feel really uh, unified in, 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 in that decision. It was an important step for me, and it brought, brought a lot of things together because I didn't realize previously, I didn't realize that there was some disconnect, and I did, you know, and, I, and maybe there's still some disconnect in other areas, but at least in that area, I'm at peace. You know, I'm at peace with my relationship with, with uh, humanity, and I'm at peace with my relationship with, with uh you know, the animals. So well, that's, bring that's up, a good bring start. Up an interesting point about food in general, how a lot of people are just not happy with their lives and food is a drug. It's a narcotic. It's it a sure way is. They, you go to a job you don't like. It's like, oh, I can't wait for lunch. So yeah, I have right. a break from this and then I can go eat something that fires Ooh, off a bunch of sensors in my mind. Yeah. So well, I think, the, I think the real, that. I think the real solution is you got to do what you want to do for a living and be happy with that because you can't possibly be happy just doing something you hate for a living, period. And then the caveat there is that if you give your body the right fuels, you're going to have more energy to pursue whatever it is you want to do in life and then sustain and blast through whatever obstacles you come across. Yes, it's part of our vitality. It's, it's essential. And, right. and if you don't have energy, you're not going to make any changes in your life. Right? You have a crappy diet. You have no energy. Why would you make any you know, positive changes in your life? You, have, you can barely make it through the day. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, it's – if I were to just kind of, if you know, an elevator talk, 15 seconds and to summarize, really what what I'm interested in, even for, for being on the show with you guys and talking about it, is I'm interested in, you know, folks that maybe had the thought or were wondering or aren't sure, just to provide a little bit of guidance, a little bit of, you know, maybe some motivation or inspiration or some leadership to say, look, you can be active and you can do all kinds of things and you can be vegan and if you're smart about it, 
you know, you can do it successfully and, and actually be, be live better than what you you did before you you gave up. And a mutual so, a mutual so. friend of ours, Scott Shetler, he does he does a lot of consulting with people. He's been doing plant based for a while. He's been thriving right, on right. it. He's worked with a lot of people and helped them out. And he does really good personalized services for people that want some guidance on how nice. to transition properly. So he's a really nice. good guy. He's been on the show many times talking about it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really great. You know, and I, I have a lot more respect for folks that, that do that because I understand it now. And, and it's like, you know, it's not just the – well, it's, it's, it's a, for me it was a very important step and is a very important step. And, you know, I'm very proud to, to talk about it. Not really pride, proud in the sense that I'm prideful, but in the <laughs> sense that it's a decision that I stand firmly behind and, you know, and, and I'm not at all – uh intimidated or embarrassed to to vocalize it it's not like i'm gonna you know throw it in people's faces or it's all all that i'm about you know because i have all the other aspects of my life but it's a very oh, i mean important. i don't think you even have to because when people see the vitality and your energy and your enthusiasm they're naturally going to be curious because people don't come across that much in their daily lives most of the people right. they know are not enthusiastic or vitalic are just excited about anything. Like a lot of times when adults are excited, it's because they watched a football game or basketball, some kind of vicarious experience. You know, it's right. not, it's not, it's not, it's not something about their life. You know, I wake up each day. I'm like, this is great. It's great to be alive. I like what I do. I like helping people. I like my business. People in my life are great. A lot of people can't say that though. That's true. That's true. No. And, and that's, that's what we need to inspire uh, folks is, is, you know, you have to share because, my viewpoint is I'm here. I'm here because I choose to be here. I'm not here because I have to be here. It's like you know we could always leave and go somewhere else, right? It's like sure. yeah, I'm done. I'm done. But you know I'm here. To, I choose to be here. Uh, and why? Why? Well, because uh, here to help, man. Here to help. Help myself, but but to help each other, you know. And and um, you know, so that's that's really an important thing. Is like. People need to have inspiration. People need to get some different information than the, you know, than the, what the <laughs> the mainstream media is, is pumping out, which is all BS and all distractions to keep folks from kind of looking within and, and finding answers to, you know, to all this confusion and life. Well, that, that's to be that's confusing. definitely a, that's definitely yeah, a different. salient point because yeah, most people we were we were talking about that before you came on how people are experts at playing the distraction game. Just distract yourself all day long so you don't have to think about anything important. Watch it's TV, go to the bar and drink, go to the in Vegas, you can go to the casinos, just gamble your life savings away. Yeah, there, the there's a million conquer, opportunities. Man. Yeah. and conquer. It was started a long time ago. The Romans took it to another level, and the, you know the the British Empire and U.S. you know is taking it to even another level. It's all U.S. is an incredibly isolated, you know. And I'm American. Don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-U.S. I think it's an incredible country. Americans are very gifted in terms of uh, interactions, in terms of teamwork, and we have many strengths. But we also have many weaknesses, just like every culture has strengths and weaknesses. And, and one of the major problems we have is the dominance of the media and the fact that, you know, if you don't travel as an American, you don't get to really face to face interact with different cultures. You know, then what's your what's your reference point? So is it CNN? Is it New York yeah. Times? You're, you're getting told all this. Oh, they're Muslim. Oh, this person's. You know, I live in the white neighborhood and all this. It, it's all differentiation. You're making up bullshit distraction to keep you from what's really going on. And there's no difference between any of us. Like, like, you know, we all want basically the same things. It doesn't matter what religion or what creed or culture or tradition or color. 
it's like basically most people, yeah. they want to be able to, to have an honest living, provide for their families, have a comfortable life. You know, they're will, most people are actually willing to work for that. They're, right. They don't want to just, you know what I mean? But that, that's a, that's a worldwide, news, worldwide that, phenomenon. That life, you know, liberty, and pursuit yeah, of but, happiness is not just, you know, just exclusive to us. Okay, Absolutely that's, that's a, not. There's nothing special about being born in one side of a of a border than another. Borders are, are fictional. Well, borders, yeah. Too. Borders don't even really exist. It's just imaginary. They lines, don't exist. Man. It's just a it's a divide and conquer. Yeah. It's the divide and conquer to keep, you know, again, control of resources. Yeah. The, the More of that disconnect the, we were talking about. That's what that is. You know, just another way just to disconnect. You know, and again, for, you know, for a bigger agenda, you know, just like and I'm a little more mature food. now. It's, yeah. it's like I'll put myself out there. I'll put myself out in front <laughs> and, you know, share because I've been studying my whole life and I don't I don't think I have the answers or any of the, you know, all the answers at all. But it's like if everyone's just silent, there's a lot of people thinking it and no one wants to say it or they don't know who to say it to or can't be afraid of that. There's nothing to fear. You know, fear. The only thing that fear is fear itself, actually. You know, whoever said that, JFK or whoever it was, FDR, Winston yeah. Churchill. Yeah, FDR, nothing yeah, to yeah. fear, but FDR. You know, whatever. But it's like, you know, that's true. It's true. There's nothing to fear, and well, you know, even, when you have all these distractions, it yeah. keeps you from actually improving yourself and working on yourself and and growing. And if one person can do it, another person can do it. And it's like the light, man. When the light turns on, everything becomes illuminated. But, but, right. but when it's dark, you can't see, you know, and, and I, I'm so optimistic because we're moving in that direction. But people, a lot of people don't think that. They think the world is going down. They think the world's going to hell. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of confusion. And, you know, we have to understand the root causes and we have to understand, you know, how do we change? How do we change this? Folks like us talking about things that are not easy to talk about. Whether well, it's- for, fortunately, there's a lot of smart people too, like Peter Diamond, and I think that's how you pronounce his name, Diamond, and Stephen Cutler. You know, he wrote Rise of Superman. These these guys are these guys are working with a lot of innovative people, bringing together smart people to solve real problems because they kind of got fed up of that attitude is of oh the world is going down the drain and there isn't anything we can do about it. They just got right. tired of that. Right. Yeah, and you I mean you see these innovative guys like you know Elon Musk and all these guys like you know sure. he, he lives a life of why the fuck not instead of people like why would you do that why not and and then people sit to the side like oh this guy here you know he's a little crazy well you know if you want to make change man you're gonna have to be a little crazy you're gonna be a lot of crazy you know no nothing was made from anything that was even innovative was not created by someone who was just very I don't know normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, and very passive and very accepting, you know. They they were all radical ideas. Everything that we sure. consider normal now were radical ideas in the very beginning. So and that's what people need to understand. So you gotta be a little radical, but in a in a in the right way. People who are like consider themselves radical now or call people radical, that's not radical. That's the stat quo. That's the that's the same old crazy that everybody else is dealing with, but just on a different level. So and uh, it's just, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's just, there's a lot of great opportunities in this world. I mean, the more chaotic things are, the, the more uh, opportunities are for rapid growth as well. No, that's absolutely correct. Yep. Yeah, and we're, yeah. we're and we're in a growth phase in so many industries. Like the anti-aging yes. industry is in a rapidly growing phase. Some of these innovative solutions for the world's problems are in an exponential growth phase where they're figuring out solutions very quickly and then. Just getting things initiated is the hard part because of bureaucracy and special interest groups and 
in other the status quo yeah, yeah. those those that have power want to maintain power so they squeeze tighter and they use their resources to yeah i mean i mean do we do we do we do we really have to rely on oil for energy now we we would have had solutions decades ago well anyone to study tesla would understand we didn't need it in the first place <laughs> right, right. another example That's of right. the same faulty mindset that has been passed on from generation basically the whole process of petroleum and and the oil production these screws and the land and you know it's like the land is a living breathing life form just as animals are just as we are and you know if people would imagine that somebody was drilling into their you know into their brain and pulling out because they determined that something in your brain would provide fuel so they can light their homes you know you wouldn't feel so good about that but we're doing that to the earth and not you know and, and it's like i'm still driving my car I, i'm not you know on some level i'm a hypocrite in the sense that i still am buying oil because i'm not smart enough to to make my own but i'm definitely all about nets and you know and it's like i know those technologies are out there the knowledge has been out for a long time but they get squashed because again the the what you want to call special interest groups or what have you, uh, corporations, corporations yeah. you know, uh, or, or, or even behind that, you know, you start getting into the, the whole history of it all. But it's, you know, the, the ones in power want to keep things the same. So we're still raping the earth for oil, even though we could put, you know, some of those resources into the development of natural technologies that based on wind and sun and, and water power and so on. And it's there, but you know, for whatever reason, we haven't. Well, I mean, when it. well, it, well, that's the thing, right there. People need to demand stuff, right? Yes. Corp- corporations yes. follow demand. That's why when, uh, that's why when a thousand people go protest in front of some corporate office, it actually makes a difference because it shames those people into going. This is bad PR for us. So it's not that they want to do the right thing; they don't want that bad PR. So now they're going to do the right thing for maybe the wrong reasons, but they're still doing the right thing. So th- these methods are effective, but people yes. have to demand it. So if people think factory farming is bad, yet after they listen to this show, they go to Costco and, and pick up factory farm steak or whatever it is, chicken, et cetera, then, the, then they're just keeping that demand. They're, they're just going to keep supplying it. And they, need to, they need to recognize. They need to understand that, you know what, I'm doing it. I know it's wrong. I'm doing it because I'm addicted because it's a habit because I've been eating this way my whole life, and that's how my parents and grandparents and – you know, so and at least by being honest and seeing it for what it is, now we can make progress because we can start making steps and make change. But without that awareness, you know, it just just by by ignoring it or pretending like it's not there or just blocking it, that that suppresses. It doesn't fix anything. It just prolong prolongs and contributes to the. Well, it's the kind of a, it's kind of a learned helplessness as well, where a lot of people feel, well, my dad had heart disease, so I'm probably going to have it too. It's kind of like that. Yeah, and, and then this yeah. person is leading this really crappy lifestyle, right? Horrible diet, sedentary. They're not doing anything to optimize their health, yet they think it's out of their hands. I'm just going to inherit it because my father had it. That's the way it's right, always been, right. Mike. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's always yes. been this way. Like, yeah. <laughs> just imagine if we stuck by that in this country. I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. I'd probably be getting killed to talk to, to at least one and a half of you. Because I wouldn't I, I, be I wouldn't, I wouldn't even exist. My dad <laughs> exactly. marrying my mom would be illegal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
Well, cool, man. Uh, we know you got to get go. Let, let's get you back on the sh- let's get you back on the show again, man. You know, it's anytime. A lot, of, I love a lot of, you guys. Yeah, a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting topics, a lot of thought provoking, which is really what this show is all about. It's about provoking thought. It's about people listening to a conversation, having a conversation with themselves, with people that are important to them. So this was this was really great for that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to share my. Uh, my changes in life and um you know that are really important to me and uh it's definitely good to talk to you guys and hopefully get the chance to see you when we're not on a podcast sometime soon yeah i'm, I'm gonna well. be in i'm <laughs> gonna be in san diego in october i don't know if you'll be in the country uh what earlier dates? i think october 9 to 11 <laughs> figures yeah that's i'm actually in uh in bangkok all right <laughs> that's 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 Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one night in Bangkok, <laughs> one night too many. You know? uh, that weekend, that weekend, there's a. I'll be. Uh, uh, I'm going to a lot of. Fitness. Well, I'm going to a lot of music events because I'm looking at promoting some underground music here in Vegas. So I'm sure I'll be around. I'll, I'll be back in San Diego frequently. I'm going yeah, to San yeah. Diego and LA quite a bit at, just to check okay. out different shows. Yeah. I knew you would miss it. They always come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Great oh, talking man. to you. Hey, thank you guys. Great we'll talking to again. you. The show's awesome. And uh, yeah, look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks very much. And whoever listened, thank you for listening. Oh, and Steve, are you blogging about this anywhere? Are you discussing this um, anywhere? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, your website? Um, yeah, I, not too much yet because, you know, I, I probably will at some point. But, uh, you know, what I'm doing right now is like on, in, on my Instagram, I share some of the some of the meals that I'm eating as far as, you know, give give ideas of how you can make vegan food tastes really healthy and, and tasty cool. um so you know i put on like instagram facebook twitter and stuff but i'm not like blogging about my experience maybe i'll start you know taking some pictures of my uh my bowel movements and sharing that just so you guys can see how, <laughs> how healthy and full yeah. but uh i'm sure uh, i'm sure all the paul check followers would love to see that <laughs> yeah, well, what's in your you poop <laughs> just like, need a hug, somebody, you, just somebody, need you know a that's hug. a fetish right you need to calm down with that scat, scat, <laughs> well, boy. hey there's a market for supply and demand <laughs> you know? yeah, you gotta, you gotta, people gotta stop demanding it so someone exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey man great i look forward to catching up sometime in person and uh, we'll, we'll connect soon man awesome thank right. you guys have an awesome day man all right you Bye-bye. too take care steve okay. thank you cheers cheers and again, that's our friend Steve Cotter. Go to IKFF.net. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's everywhere. He's everywhere in the world, too. So make sure to check out an, an IKFF event. Both him and Ken Blackburn do some great courses. And uh, Ken just taught there in, in Houston, didn't he, since there? Uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Was, okay, so yeah. that was a little while ago. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, check them out. And make sure to check us out. And I, by that, I mean our websites. Go to MikeMahler.com. Go to NewWarriorTraining.com. Use that coupon code LLA. Get 10% off some great products and services. Exactly. Best nutrition supplements. Get a Toreador. Get some really good coffee. And drink it just because don't you like butter. it. Don't fast, <laughs> don't fast on it. Just drink yeah. it because you like it. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to make that point, too. I'm not saying that coffee is bad. I'm just saying it's not part of a fast. You know, I like coffee, too. But just don't don't kid yourself Look into here, thinking that. You drink you drink five cups of coffee, and you're not eating, and you think, okay, I, that that's cheating to get through your fast. Yeah, the, only fast your, the only fast thing you're going to be doing is going to the bathroom, okay? <laughs> and things are going to be coming out of your behind a lot faster than normal. No, now, now your brain is all <laughs> stimulated with adrenaline. Of course you can skip a few meals. But that's not really the point of a real fast. And then if you take a bunch of amino acids, that secretes insulin too. So again, that's not really part of a fast. It's like, well, I'm going to yeah. fast, but I'm going to have BCAAs every hour, you know, on the hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. 
So yeah, man. So head over to there and also head over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast and become a monthly supporter of the show. And last but not least, head over to wherever you like to listen to the podcast, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher, leave a review, rate us, share the episode with all your folks on social media. Let the world know that, hey, man, look, I'm a badass because I listen to this show and you should be a badass, too, because, you know, you are the company that you keep. So if they're not, if your friends are not listening, they need to step their game up, man, because you're far <laughs> ahead of them and you don't want to be alone because it's lonely at the top. So bring some friends along, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's going to do it for this week, folks, and we'll catch you on the next episode, everybody. Take care. Take care, everyone. Bye.